how do you set your rates and how do you stick to them and how do you know what to quote on the spot? That's what we're going over today. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Hello, hello, hello. I am so happy to be recording this episode today with you, my friends. For those of you who um, might be new to the show, it has been a bit of a gap since my last episode. That was not intended. Some things happened and uh, it took a minute, but we're back. And today we are talking about your copywriting rates. Um, This episode is less about what exactly to charge and more about um, setting up a reference sheet so to speak, building yourself a tool or a guide to use in-house, you know, internally, so that you know what your rates are for any given project that might come up. Now, this is really helpful when you get an inquiry. It's really helpful to have your rate sheet when um, you're on the spot. When someone says, well, how much do you charge for something like that, blah, blah, blah. If you want to give an actual number in that, um, you know, conversation exchange, you can, you can have your copywriter rate sheet (laughs) ready to go at your fingertips. And you always have an answer. Um, this is something that can help you look more professional. It's something that can help you feel more professional. It's just, it's one of those things that if you are in motion and you are working or you are looking for work, um, as a writer, uh, it's it's a really good thing to have. So that's what we are talking about today, setting up your copywriter rate sheet. I have five kind of steps. <laughs> Everything has to be, you know, steps or a framework, right? So the steps, the five steps to setting up your copywriter rate sheet so that you can be more professional and have faster answers and see explosive business growth. No, I don't know. It's not really that. Um, But this is something I recommend you do. Okay, so the first thing that you do is number one, get super, super clear on the actual purpose of this document that I want you to set up. The actual purpose is to serve as a reference sheet for your eyes only. Um, We are starting with the draft. We are starting with the you know, the internal memo version. If you want to, you can take the information that you put together on the sheet. You can put it on your website if you would like. You can add it to your proposals if you would like. You can make a link to it in your email signature. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, Well, with the information that you put on this sheet. But I want you to have one that is just for you, for your eyes only, that you can make notes on, you can make adjustments to, and that sort of thing. So number one, come at this thinking it's an internal doc so that you can turn off all the noise and chatter that's going to try to um, interfere when you get started and think about, oh, what can I say that? Oh, is this going to bother my clients? Oh, is this going to be whatever? You know, you know, all that stuff that we do to kind of psych ourselves out of the actual test that we're doing. Don't do that. This is just for your eyes. Okay, so number two, write down or type up. That's funny, write down, type up. (laughs) Anyway, um, write down anything and everything you are willing to offer as a service. And now this does not necessarily have to be only writing, but we'll start with writing. So if you write emails, 
Um, if you write sales pages, landing pages, case studies, white papers, content upgrades, um, you know, anything like that that you write. If you want to get more specific, you can say um, emails and then split off the types of sequences. So five-part nurture sequence, um, delivery sequences, follow-up sequence, promo sequence, JV, you know, joint venture or affiliate promo sequence, um, any kinds of things that you, any writing services you think you might offer. Um, also individual ongoing emails, um, newsletters are another one. Uh, let's see. So yes, do all the writing stuff. Don't worry about pricing. Just come up with all the writing services that you are willing to offer. You may find in your subsequent research that you come across other services you can offer. That's always cool. Always super cool. For something like a blog post where it could be anywhere from 500 to, you know, 5,000 words theoretically, you might want to group it into tiers, you know, long blog posts, short blog posts, however you want to divide that up. And then be thinking about all the other stuff you want to write, sorry, you want to offer, all the other services you want to offer. And this can be things like uh, proofreading, editing, maybe you can um, offer the tech hookups for these email sequences that you write. Maybe you can design and build out a landing page or a sales page. Maybe um, you can build a website, you know, design a website and also do the copy for it. Um, other services that tend to come in, maybe you offer, um, strategy sessions or, um, some sort of deep dive, or you, um, can do course audits, that kind of thing. So any other non-writing service that you also offer, maybe social media management, where you write the captions and you come up with any graphics and then you post them and maybe you include comments and other follow-up-y type stuff. I don't know. Um, once you have your full list of services, go ahead and note any prices that you uh, already know what to charge or you feel confident charging. Maybe you have a per word rate for your blog post. Maybe you have a per email rate that you that you aim for. Maybe you have a monthly um, retainer type package for social media management. I don't know. Write down all the prices that you know. That's pretty straightforward. Now, number four, begin researching what to charge for other things that you don't know. What's the hourly rate for a proofreader? Well, there are places you can look. What? How much should I charge for a sales page? There are places you can look. There. Um, let's see, Ed Gandia has a rate guide. I think AWAI has a rate guide. I know the EFA, it's T-H-E-EFA.org. They have a rate guide. Um, that's usually the one I send people to, the one at the EFA. EFA stands for Editorial Freelancers Association. It's not a bad idea to join it, especially if you want to go into editing or proofreading um, or indexing or permissions and other fun stuff like that. Um, yeah, but you can begin. you can begin researching what to charge. There are lots and lots of places you can look. You're going to get all kinds of opinions. I suggest that you come into my group, my uh, free Facebook group, the Inkwell Guild. 
um, you can post there and say, hey, what do I charge for this or this or this? You'll get some opinions. You'll you'll get my opinion, most likely. Um, I love offering opinions on what people should charge. <laughs> I don't know if that's a personal failing or what, but it's true. That is one arena where I do freely offer opinions. Anyway, the other thing to be thinking about is do you want to do a flat rate kind of a per item? Do you want to do a per word rate? Is this something that makes more sense for an hourly rate? So for example, I like to charge a flat rate based on word count for writing a blog post. But if I am editing or rewriting or updating a blog post, um, I would typically do that hourly. Because that's the kind of thing it's hard to predict from time to time. And um, or from project to project. So an hourly rate, I think, tends to make more sense. Now, I have had blogging clients where part of my job was to update and like add 500 or 1000 words to an old post to make it current. Um, those kinds of things I did just do with a flat rate. But if I'm just editing whatever submissions and stuff, updating whatever they send me, and that kind of thing, but not necessarily getting it to a specific word count or anything like that, an hourly rate might make more sense. So bit by bit, you fill in your rate sheet. I have mine bookmarked in my Chrome browser. I mostly use Chrome when I'm on a computer. Um, and I have the a, a link to my Google Doc holding my internal rate guide up there in my bookmarks bar so that when I'm on a call with somebody or um, I'm like voxing back and forth with an ongoing client or something and they say, hey, you know, how much, uh, I, I need a VSL, um, how much do you charge for that? Um, I can just say, oh, VSL is $2,000, um, you know, or whatever it is. And then we can just sort of go back and forth that way when, when I'm volleying stuff. Or when I get questions from students, sometimes if it's been a while since I've done something, I can look it up, see what my current rates are. And then sort of from there, I can extrapolate what my recommendation would be for someone at a different point in their career than I am. Okay, so you begin to fill out your rates. Um, you may have inquiries where people ask you if you can do stuff that you decide that you are open to doing. So maybe you will add those to your rate guide. The rate guide is a pretty dynamic thing. It is not something that you set today. And that is what it you know, those are your rates for the rest of your life. That's not how it is. It is something that changes over time. Um, there will be things you will add to it, there will be things you will remove from it, there will be things you are no longer willing to do. The list of things I have removed <laughs> from my rate sheet is long. Um, it's probably at this point, the number of things I have removed would probably be larger than the number of things actually on my rate sheet at this point. It used to be like two full pages. Now it is not. Anyway, um, so with that in mind, step number five for my official how to set up your copywriter rate sheet would be to set yourself a calendar reminder to revisit your rates in six months. And it could be that at that time, you decide it's time to bump things up. It's time to add some stuff. It's time to remove some stuff. You know, whatever you want to do, but make it official to officially revisit your rates officially. 
no more um, making up numbers uh, flying by the seat of your pants. No more um, having to get all caught up in insecurity about what to charge, what to charge, what do I charge. When you have this guide that you make for yourself, um, when emotions are not high, you can trust it. When you've done the research into figuring out what the rates are, and then later on, you're in this what feels like a high pressure situation with a prospect who wants you to do something. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to charge. What do I charge? And then you get all wrapped up in, am I overcharging? Am I undercharging? Am I overselling myself? Am I underselling myself? What do I do? What if I screw this up? What if, you know, what are all the many, many ways I can make this not work out in a good way for me? You can sidestep a lot of that because you've already done the math ahead of time. You've already set your rates ahead of time. So you can remove that whole question of what to charge and how um, valid your inclinations are about what to charge. You can remove that whole consideration and it makes it a lot easier putting together your proposals, um, setting your quotes, having those discovery call type conversations. It just makes life easier. And when you um, have that kind of ease that keeps you from spinning out in anxiety, you are able to present yourself more professionally. And when you can present yourself more professionally, you are more inclined to get the work, which is a good thing. There are many good things about having a copywriter rate sheet, and that is why I want you to do it. I didn't mean that to sound as mean as it did. <laughs> Anyway, that's really, I think, all I have to say about this topic. However, I will also alert you that I have a course called Copy Confidential that um, takes you through the process of thinking like a copywriter. Even if you are a content writer and you have no interest in becoming a copywriter, you um, can learn to think like a copywriter and that will make your content even more effective, even more amazing. So this course teaches you that and then it gives you step-by-step tutorials and guides and strategy um, and backgrounds and templates and examples of 13 different types of content and copy that you can write. So it's, it's a massive course. It has a pretty big price tag. Right now, at the moment I'm recording this, it's currently going for uh, almost $800. I think it's at $797. There is a payment plan as well. Um, You get instant access. Anyway, one of the bonuses in that course is a dynamic rate guide that I set up. It goes through each of these 13 different types of copywriting and content writing projects. And it says for your first one, charge this. For your second one, charge this. For your third one, charge this. This is where you can plateau. When you get three clients at this rate, bump up to this, and so on and so forth. It's It really spits it out step by step um, for each type of writing service so that you don't have to question it anymore. I think it's really, really handy. I've This guide is not something that is for sale anywhere else, although I will admit I've thought about offering it just on its own because it answers so many questions about what to charge. I just, I feel like it really fits inside that course. So um, if Copy Confidential, the course sounds good to you, and if that bonus sounds good to you, 
you might want to check it out. Right now, it's at getcopyconfidential.com. Um, and like I said, it costs money. <laughs> it costs a little bit of money. Um, however, my Facebook group does not cost any money. It's all free. All you have to do is give Facebook your email address and your soul and you can get it. <laughs> you can find us at theinkwellguild.com. If you type that into your browser, it'll take you straight to the group. If you're not already in there, just answer the questions and we will let you in shortly. And I think that's all I got. It's good to be back. Hit me up with any questions and I will see you later. So, my friend, if you have been listening to this podcast and you like what you hear, have you left a review? I'm just wondering. And I only ask because reviews are really, really helpful for podcasters like me. I really care about what you're thinking, what you need, and how I can come alongside you and help you grow your freelance writing business so that it's something that really supports your life and gives you exactly what you're looking for in some kind of work from home, get paid to write type of thing. So if you have not left a review and you are so inclined, I would be deeply grateful <laughs> for your stars, for your commentary. And of course, I want you to tell me what you love so I can keep doing more of it. Thank you. <laughs>